Welcome to the Harnessing Happiness podcast. Upbeat vibes generated and transferred to you. Now here's your host, Sarah J. Naylor. Welcome to Harnessing Happiness with me, Sarah J. Naylor. Well, today it's really exciting because it's my first guest episode and I'm joined by the fabulous Anna Geary. Anna is one half of the Get Savvy Club and Marketing Made Easy podcast. Anna and I have known each other for many years, our paths having crossed um, in the past in recruitment. Anyway, I'm delighted that she's joining me today and sharing her take on life, her positivity and her views on happiness. If you're enjoying the Harnessing Happiness podcast, there are plenty of free resources available for download at sarahjnaylor.com, where you can also find out more about her APE mindset. It's all about acceptance, perspective, and energy. Just visit sarahjnaylor.com. I am Anna Geary, as Sarah said, one half of the Get Savvy Club. So what we do, in a nutshell, is we help our clients attract clients using social media. But there's so much more than that, because we thought when we initially started working together, that's what we'd be doing. Um, but now it's evolved massively. So actually we help mostly women. And we do have like a, you know, we call them savages. Our tribe is the savages. <laughs> so basically if they're in our world, they're called the, lovingly, um, affectionately called the savages. But it is mostly women that we help. But then we do, we do have some savages that are men as well. We help them with, um, there's a lot around um, confidence, social media, and also selling as well. So we kind of business coach strategists, if, if you like. But Get Savvy Club is uh, as my business partner Anita Baldwin always used to laugh at me when we first started out because I used to say it's not just a business it's a movement and I I (laughs) just stick by that and you know what as much as she laughed at me I've noticed other people have started saying that now other people that actually a lot like further ahead than us we're like oh okay they're starting to say that now then are they but um yeah just because it wasn't just about oh we set this business up and that's that and you know we'll help these people and make money it's actually just really I mean you can access us the Get Savvy Club and help your you know we, we mostly help coaches therapists trainers but really business owners that want to get to that next level and i mean just stuck with social media it's sucking up their time they're faffing on it they're overwhelmed and they just they want to know what not to do as much as what to do that's just as important and um yeah we got together my background that's how we know each other and when you yeah. said we work together i don't actually think we work together i think we no. just oh no we didn't crossed, didn't they? Crossed, I didn't, didn't they? i'd yes, had indeed. my son and the company you were at were headhunting me at the time you were about to go and set up on your own. So it was one of those where I'd always, I obviously see your name on the CRM system. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't know each other until like, it was a real great sort of um, community of people and a real like, do, do you know what? Yes. If anything, yeah, that particular business was like too nice. Um, mm-hmm. Because when I'd done recruitment before, everyone was always dog eat dog, really like, yes. you know, like basically everyone trampled over everyone to get where they needed to get to. And then when I joined this particular business, um, everyone was actually probably too nice um and so from that it meant that there was different like social occasions obviously even though sarah had left she was invited to and we kind <laughs> yes. of you could find us in the corner being yeah. like chat, 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 you know exactly. getting on really really well so we were at um, our old boss's wedding wasn't it a wedding yeah. reception a few years ago so we'd both not worked yeah it's our yeah, paths have crossed that. over the years but it was yeah. you're right it was a great it was a great community there wasn't it a really sort of Great play. I mean, I was with them for 13 years before I actually left. Yeah, so my background was 17 years in recruitment. Not as long as you had in recruitment. It was much of a shift as, as you. But I think 17, years. 
for me, for me as my personality, which is shiny penny syndrome type of a person, 17 years was good. But I don't think I only managed 17 years because I had two children in that time. I managed to go part time and all of that. Like, that's why I did 17 years in it. But I knew I wanted more. I knew I didn't want to just sit. Not that recruitment is just sat at a desk because you do go out, you're meeting brilliant people, you're meeting brilliant clients, you, you are adding value to the world. I just, I had a business coach once that said to me, you know, he, you know how they do. They don't tell you things. They just kind of get you to speak and then you, you say how you feel. And he went, oh, it's really interesting because you actually place people into jobs that you don't think that they should have. You personally don't think people should be working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And the types of roles that you recruit for, financial controllers, finance directors, you're meeting people and you're placing them into their jobs. So basically you're placing them into jobs where that's their life then. Even though they want that, of course, there's lots of people out there that want the corporate life. They want to work. 60, 70, 80 hours because they want to earn that money and whatever. But it just didn't align very well with me because I knew I wouldn't want that. Before I had children, I used to work silly hours and whatever it took really. But since having children, my mindset changed. And then I was like, actually, I am sending people into these sort of soulless soulless jobs or how I how I saw them soulless so that kind of that moment was like oh actually I'm in I'm in the wrong place so you had an aha moment <laughs> yeah definitely so I dabbled in different things yeah um you know I did I started diff- various different businesses up I think at one time I had network marketing I was doing a bit of network marketing I had property sourcing business I was still doing the yes, recruitment because I've noticed you know I've obviously observed mm. you because of the social media and mm. you know you and LinkedIn could... training I did LinkedIn and I think training that's probably as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the beauty of um, social media, isn't it? I mean, as I say, our paths crossed all those years ago. We never actually physically worked together, yeah. but we seem to have got to know each other through social media and through all the different things that we do. Yeah. And you've got this sort of really bright, very energetic and on the go sort of personality, yeah. which, you know, we're, we're kind of very similar along those lines that we, we like to generate that. You've tried those different things, which took you, which obviously I know you're on the way to describing to the Gret Savvy Club. But what I see from what you do with Anita it's more than just teaching the social media. You've, as you said, you've got this movement and you encourage and almost like coaching your people along and you can see that sort of... But what I see from what you do with Anita, there's this vibrant frequency that's a sort of a higher vibe that you sort of generate through all that you do. And you come across as happy because, you know, obviously there was a post that you put on LinkedIn regarding your passions and your um, talents, which is something I'm passionate about because actually when you align all of that become you can become really happy and I can see that with what you're doing now so so what you know what does make you a happy person yes you work because I can see that but you've got so much more that is in your life I know that there's loads of things and it's it's really funny actually because when the lockdown happened everyone sort of knew me as someone that because I you know I literally go along to any because I love meeting new people and hanging out with different people and you know I'm not um, but then I do like my own space as well. So when people were like, oh, you're going to really struggle, what, you've got to just stay in and not go. And actually, <laughs> I just realised I am really actually quite adaptable. Although on the outside, it might look like a whole bunch of chaos going on and noise and loudness. <laughs> because of the work that I've done on myself throughout the years, I've got like this stillness. I can't really describe it otherwise than like a underlying calm stillness um, that I get from like meditating and things like that. And like I, I quit drink 12 years mm-hmm. ago because I just didn't, it would, you know, I just didn't want to continue down that path. I saw women that were like maybe 10 years older than me, 20 years older than me, still drank the same amount as I did. And I thought, I don't want to do that anymore. And that from that, I had to find different things to do. And uh, actually, it was around the same sort of time as social media became more of a thing so I started being on that more and learning more about that but yeah it was so I think for me I get happiness in things that perhaps I'm not always chasing that next big thing I get happiness Mm -hmm. in the in the small things in life so 
just um i'll be so happy just to watch him you know on sunday both my daughter and my son had a football match so literally i went to watch one football match watch my son then i watched my daughter then i came home and i'm a leicester city fan so i watched leicester city um on the tv <laughs> lots um, of football so, yeah so just that and for other people they'll be like oh god that's just like a mundane but whatever but I just enjoy just being happy just in, in myself, just do, not even, I don't need to do it. So often people, and I found that a lot when I was in recruitment, speaking to people and they're asking, you know, what, what are they looking for in life? And they're saying about the job and they all oh, want this this amount of holidays or, or people like living for that countdown to when the holi- the next thing is. And it was really interesting actually, because my son, who's nearly nine, said to me the other day, what are you thinking about now, mom? And I um, was driving and I actually saw a bit of graffiti on this um, wall. And I went, mm, well, I'm just um, thinking about, you know, wonder who put that graffiti there. And he went, oh, that means that you're, um, what does he say? I think he said that means you're a happy person or something. And I said, what? What makes you say that? He went, Cause you, and he goes, because he was like, because you're in the now. You're not thinking Ooh. ahead. He said, um, if, you, if you're thinking ahead... Um, so if you said to me like you, that you're thinking about something that's happening in the future that you're looking forward to or something that happened in the past, then that means you're not, um, you know, you're, you're not in the now. <laughs> wow, <laughs> so where's he got said, that from? That's, that's what I said. I went, oh, I thought, have you been listening to my things? Uh, but no, he's not been listening to me. He said um, someone at school was talking about it, one of the teachers. The teacher he's got this year, I was like so happy wow. because there's potentially three teachers in that particular year group. And when he uh, heard that he got her, I was like, oh, great. Because she's like, you know, she just know from people's energies, don't you? And I just, Absolutely. my daughter had been to that school before and I just know this. And actually, my daughter had never actually happened to be in her class, but I'd seen her at different events and how she is and just how you can just tell she's that. So she is probably filling their heads up with that sort of stuff. I that's, thought, oh, that's interesting. Brilliant. So I just answered the question honestly. And I think that is about it being present and enjoying where you are instead of always absolutely Anna. Or stri- you, I mean there's nothing yeah. wrong with striving there's nothing wrong for wanting to improve or you know do different things but if you're living for that next holiday or if you're living for when you can afford that car or get that house or if you're like oh, I want a better kitchen then something's missing and it's I think it's about finding I totally it, agree with you is. and I think it's great you know the, the, all that you've just described and the journey that you've been on from sort of as you said 12 years ago being a drinker and having that moment where you recognize that that's not what you wanted anymore and you've done all of that sort of personal development mm. work and for myself I mean don't get well, me wrong I've done personal development since I was like 15 16 years old when I once found like a feel the you fear found alcohol any- at the time no I found feel the fear and do it anyway by yeah. whatever Jefferson woman Susan Jefferson Susan Jeffers and, yeah yeah and I've like had like emails come from her as well like quite like early on too so I'd always worked on it but then I was like I worked hard but I parted up once for recruitment isn't it so I was always out but then I then I thought oh to get that to the next next level why do why do I drink why do I want to continue doing that I don't so it was almost like a next level of um, personal development rather than a new a new thing I wasn't just but sure but, I, but what you can do when you don't drink it's just no, like cute, cute like the, but I, I don't know how I had the time to do the drinking and going out and all, all the things that I did before. It's, I just think, where, where, where did I have the time? It's to very do that? debilitating. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm not a drinker in inverted commas, but I, you know, I'll have a drink. But it's mm. it's very interesting that I, I mean, I will I will notice. You know, if I've had a couple of glasses of wine or another couple or whatever it is, you know, and I I know the following morning I go, oh my god, why, why mm. am I doing this? And I go, no, never again. And then comes to the evening going, oh, do you know what? Just fancy <laughs> And it's really, but it eats into your time because it's, well, it's soporific, isn't it? It actually, you're anaesthetizing yourself. 
And the reason it tastes nice is because they put those flavourings in to cover up what is essentially um, poison, Poison. really, which is really quite (laughs) gruesome. But it is odd because you do... I put on uh, LinkedIn the other day, didn't I? Like someone had... I think she meant, well, bless her, but someone... I don't even know who it was, but someone had put on Instagram like, oh, glad you've got over being an alcoholic or something like that. (laughs) I don't even know who she is. And um, or, or you've... Something about not being, you know, battling being an alcoholic. And I was like, I've never been, I almost feel a bit of a fraud because I've never been what I would call like, because I have actually got family members that are alcoholics Mm -hmm. and they struggle every single day like the whole sort of just one more day thing and it you know it, it's it's a night in that obviously I've, I've had people in my um life that have passed away because of it and stuff so I've never got to that I could see that that could be me if I'd have carried on so I almost like stopped it before that became yes. a problem because yeah. I'm aware of what what problems it can become and things but yeah it was just um really odd really for someone to put that and I, I actually put a post on LinkedIn about it because I was like people don't assume just because because sometimes when I say I don't drink people look at me like I'm damaged like oh my god I must have had, to, <laughs> had to like you know do this and that you know when people do have to go to rehab and go through a big struggle oh gosh it's hard yes. for them it's a very very different very different life I literally just read an Alan Carr book which is um you know he does helps people stop smoking helps people lose weight quit bad sugar all different things that he wrote wrote books about i read his book after you mentioned it a couple of years ago and i did i stopped I think was it was it a couple of, it must be a couple of years ago now and i didn't i didn't have a drink for three months and i thought do you know what yeah. i've never been, you know I, I want to make a choice and have a drink if i want to drink and um, and that was yeah. a slippery slope not yeah. as i say i mean i'm not had a drink the last couple of nights and then oh i can take and leave things mm. and I used to, not many people know it, but I did used to be a smoker many, 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 oh. many years ago. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I, I stopped smoking and um, I gradually had, I had two cigarettes in the day and I'd have a couple of drags, put it out. It was so attractive. A couple of drags, put it out and it would last me all day. And I pushed the, the first cigarette I had further and further into the morning until the end of it was, I was having my first cigarette like at six o'clock in the evening. I thought, what am I doing? Stopped smoking completely, then started smoking some other people's periodically, but never bought my own again. <laughs> um, oh. And then when I got pregnant, my son will be 23 in January. Oh. So, yeah, I then when I got pregnant, went, oh, no, <laughs> I really thought anymore. of it. Yeah. Not that I was smoking, smoking mm. at that point. So I can't, you know, I, I know, I know I've not got an addictive personality, but we, we aren't our behaviour. That is the thing. We can change those programmes at any oh, yeah. given time if we choose to put a yeah. new program into book, place into our brain that, that's all it does isn't it just research your mind so exactly. i read that and i had my last shot of bombay sapphire gin which is what what was my last drink and i was like oh, okay, i'm just not not a drinker anymore and like the actual not drinking wasn't hard at all what was hard was actually obviously having to lose friends along the way and have mm-hmm. like a different way of life because a lot of my friends were because i actually had a couple of friends that i always used to think well yeah i drink a lot and i party and whatever but i'm not as bad as these people i won't say the names um and actually i still see one of them um she's still my friend on facebook i don't really you know if i saw her i'd say hello and i've chat more mm-hmm. not anything bad about her it's just not my life anymore yes and um, yeah. i'll often see her on facebook she's like fallen over she's gone out and she's fallen over and she's in a and e because of you oh know she's drank too much and stuff and again it's she still holds down a job she still mm. brought her kids up but i just think wow you're still doing that like you know um yeah. you know we're in, we're in our 40s now how long am i going to see her do that she but it's not it's a- not up to me mm. to say to her to well why don't you read this book or what she knows what i've done and you know she's mm. you know cool with that but we we actually have nothing in common now really and i realized what we did have in common was 
going out like party yeah. and acting idiots really um sure. so yeah so, so that's it's more about actually just changing but anybody like you say anyone can make that decision at any time to go and check and it's i think it's the same yes. with happiness yes you get to choose if you're happy or not you get to choose if you wake up in the morning and go oh i'm not happy and then just it is it's about getting up and it's about being grateful it's about mm. appreciating what you've got and you're going back to what you said about it's the small things. It's about you having that time with your, your son and your daughter and watching the football matches and then coming back and then watching Leicester City. Mm. It's about those small things. It's not about what is the next big thing. What have I got to work for? It's not about going, oh, well, it never happened to me last week, last year, the two years ago, and dragging all that stuff. Yeah. What's in the past is in the past, which is why it's called the past. You can learn from that stuff and you can yeah. change your behaviour around it. And like you said, it's it's nice to have things that you want to aspire to, that you want to do, you want to achieve. But actually appreciating what you've got in the moment, living in the moment, seeing that graffiti and having that conversation with your son is just awesome. Yeah. And just appreciate it. I mean, you know, I just I'm always so happy. I just get really <laughs> excited about like, you know, just looking outside, looking at the, fr- you know, the, the changing seasons, looking at the, oh, yeah. the colours of the trees and the, the plants and. Even now we have so much to be grateful for. People in the UK moan about, oh, it's raining again, whatever. Hang on a minute. uh, We are so fortunate that we have four clear different seasons. I know they're all over the place right now in terms of (laughs) when they start and when they end and stuff. It's not as like when we were kids, it was really like obvious, like this is the summer, this is the spring, this is the, you know, winter, whatever. But and I know like obviously we have like probably summer lasts a bit longer now and then the autumn kicks in a bit later, but it is still foredefined. And it's exciting, isn't it? I'm sure in the middle of winter, I would have had enough of winter. (laughs) Be like, oh, you know, I'll be looking forward to the spring or whatnot. But when it was the really, when we were having really hot days and things, I kind of think, oh, it would be nice, wouldn't it? When we're we're inside watching a film and it's raining or, you know, so just appreciating that those different seasons are going to be there. And if you're listening to this, because obviously, Sarah, your podcast is going to be all over the world. Yes. There's people that will be listening to this. that Every day they wake up and look out the window and it's just sunny. Like, And I know that sounds like people in the UK, oh, that sounds brilliant. It wouldn't be though, would it? Because it'd just be the same every exactly you know, every single day i mean that's for me why I, I mean i do i love the uk i love living in the uk i love like you say all those seasons and in the winter when it is dark i mean i i much prefer to wake up and it being bright and the light yeah, and like the sun coming through the window yeah exactly however it's about looking at what you can do at different times of year so in the winter when you can't get out and do all the things that you'd like to do it's doing all those things that you wouldn't want to be doing in the summer when it is lovely yeah. and it's looking at and using what you've got i always refer to it as the, the cards on the table that you've got at the time so yeah. where are you in life what can you do what can't if you can't do stuff don't focus on what you can't do look at what you can do yeah. because everything that happens happens for a reason and i believe everything's always working out wonderfully whatever's thrown at me i mean you yeah. alluded to lockdown and covid and at the time my whole business went completely oh, yeah wow. <laughs> Yeah, everything stopped. <laughs> you know like, what? Oh. I thought when it hit, I thought, thank goodness I'm not in recruitment anymore because if it had been two years before, I would have been working somewhere where there was 20 staff and it, like, you know, those not all of those people would have been had the working mentality and to, to have all of like let, suddenly been told they have to go work from home or they're furloughed or, and, and not just the, the staff 
within the recruitment business, but all the temps that we had working, like hundreds of temps, which ones are essential, which ones aren't, which, you know, like the actual minefield of that would have it been... It was just... And, and then at the same time, all the jobs falling off a cliff because people just go into no. blind panic of like, exactly. what's happening. Yeah, Exactly. Well, I mean, obviously at the moment, I'm still running my recruitment business. I've got my coaching practice. I've got my book and I've got my podcast. I've got YouTube. And now, it's busy the recru- now, now recruitment's busy because all those people <laughs> have just crazy. like got rid of loads of people, thought the world had ended. And now they're like, crap, I need to recruit exactly. people. Exactly. So, but the world had ended. The yeah, world had yeah. ended. I mean, I'd got permanent people due to start jobs yeah. that stopped that they were pulled temps that were pulled every job I was working on was pulled and it was like holy moly yeah. <laughs> but you know it was it for me it was like you were saying it's that unwritten permit well it was unwritten permission it was like the world has stopped what can I do instead what I was trying to say to people what an opportunity if you had a job that you liked but you had this idea that you wanted to start a business or do something for yourself being sat at home being paid 70 80% of your of your money and not having to do any work all the things you could get done and actually oh, I've met a few people gosh. I won't say the names or anything but afterwards and I was like how do you how did lockdown affect you what did they like oh I just a border so I started walking the dog twice a day and oh my binge gosh. these box sets and you think oh you don't feel your time like <laughs> you know there could have been loads of things that you could have been doing like you don't need to have just like oh just sat gosh, around being bored wait for it to start back on and uh, exactly. this particular woman she hasn't got children I was thinking you know when you have children you're going to want to do all these different things when you're a bit older and whatnot and you're going to think back to that time you why didn't I do something would you know what Anna that that's that's very very true because mm. I didn't have my um son till I was 34 and whilst I did lots of things with my ex-husband because uh, we were together 20 years before um, I left in 2005. I remember before having Fred, you know, we'd lay in till we'd get up on a yeah. Saturday till midday and stuff like that. But after I'd, had, after I'd had my son, oh my word. And, you know, yeah. yeah. I was 29 when I had my daughter, but I felt like I was too young. <laughs> at the time. Even though lots of my friends, like people that I grew up with and stuff had already had kids or whatever. I said, I like reconnected with people that I'd known when I was younger because they'd all had kids. I hadn't. So I was only hanging around with people that hadn't had kids. I was like, oh my God, I have to learn about this. Having children malarkey is. But when you've been so selfish, and I was very, very, very selfish when I was younger for 29 years, and then all of a sudden you don't get to just think about yourself. It's like a massive <laughs> shift, isn't it, in a, your, your world? <laughs> We'd done lots of different things, you know, to do with sort of doing up houses and things like that. And oh, we used to buy stuff from um, auctions and do outdoor car. Oh, it was a completely different life to the one I lead yeah. now. And when I actually left, and that's what I was alluding to in terms of your, your aha moment and going out, you know, becoming sober. Well, mine sort of was 16 years ago and I left and I completely embarked. I mean, I've always been interested in all sorts of different things, but it was a real journey of self-discovery or not self-discovery of um, awakening what was already within me very tellingly my ex-husband told me about 18 months after I'd left you've become the person that you wouldn't you would have been if it not been for me and it's like "Mm." it wasn't meant as a compliment but it was very true (laughs) take it (laughs) because I, I I didn't he he didn't allow me to be really myself I used all my energy to get to standing point in that relationship whereas now you know I just embrace life with everything you know it's just I don't I love doing things I love it I love sort of like you were just saying about lockdown you know it's an opportunity to to try different things to do stuff that you wouldn't I mean I was out running and every day and which I I like to do but I don't get a chance to do as much as now but you know just just to do and be and 
you know, oh, just, yeah, I mean, that was what I, said. I set up my YouTube channel at that time and I did an NLP training course and then I sort of rolled out my book into an online course. You know, yeah, you are a happy person because like you've said, you have always been involved and looked at personal development and that and t- taking alcohol out of your life has enabled you to do so much more. And I can, there is this calm air about you, Anna, you know, and you've just got peace within you. Most you people don't it. see it. <laughs> see all the loud, like how you are, you know, but actually there, there is. Yeah. So. No, I can, I can see it. I mean, as we are recording this, we're recording it um, away from each other, but visually because we've actually got um, the, the screens up, and and I can see that I can see that sort of energy, that calm that is it within you, and it comes through the body language, which and it's yeah, and just in the tonality, and that's with being a you know a coach and sort of very I work very intuitively and instinctively, and I'm very tuned into sort of universal energies as well so, and spirituality, and I can sense that you know coming from you, which is lovely. When we've kind of covered, I guess, one of the questions I was going to ask you, and that how have you overcome challenging situations in your life? Because we've kind of dipped into that as we've been talking. But you know, what would you suggest to people listening in terms of your top tip to harness happiness in their lives? What would you suggest to people? I think, and people are probably going to roll, roll their eyes. Oh, people always say this, but you get to choose. So choose, but also gratitude. And there will be things that you can because you might think oh you don't know me because at the moment um this is happening and this is happening and trust me there's been times in my life where like when Anita and I first started working together and we had to discuss some things she was like bloody hell like how's the you know how's how have you even like continued with all this stuff that's gone on but it's about making that choice to turn up as being happy but the gratitude thing like even if your whole world's falling apart there will be something that you'll be grateful for so for me um I've got a bit of a cold at the moment, you can hear. I was ill at the weekend, but overall, as a general, I'm just really healthy. Like, I'm always well. And I, I literally, that is like one of my main gratitude, you know, things that I'm grateful for. And the kids are, and, you know, all of those things. But aside from them, you, you can get, you can find gratitude in, in the smallest things. So if, if every day you just commit in the morning to, I don't know, writing a gratitude list or just thinking of three things that you're grateful for, and also reviewing the day as well and thinking, what could I have done better, differently? You know, if you want to get to the next level in your life and assess your happiness check in with your happiness and just think about the things that are around you that are not making you happy and, and why are they and what like what can you change because really if your husband is like doing something that's winding you up or whatever I don't know maybe he's left a load of stuff on the floor and he's always dirty I don't, I don't know but you can't change that you can only change your behavior towards that so exactly don't blame anyone around you just look internally to yourself for your own sort of happiness really it is like easier said than done but like you said as well, always believing, because I have people say to me like, oh my God, you're so lucky because the opportunities that I've had in my life um, that have come up, um, even like this summer, randomly, um, it was funny because um, I was saying like, I want to go and work on cruise ships, like, um, you know, just there's mm-hmm. a friend of mine that works on cruise ships and I was thinking, oh, we could actually go and do something on a cruise ship, I don't know. And my daughter, who's 14, was saying she wouldn't mind like, because she was loved to be like a you know, like a fun star, which is like at the Haven camps that you have where they're like entertainers and things. And I was like, you're thinking too small. Why don't you, instead of going and doing a season in bloody Bognor (laughs) why don't you go and do that on a cruise ship? Like look after kids on a cruise ship. And when you've got a day off, you might be in Portugal and you can spend the day in Portugal or whatever and you're getting paid and stuff. So she'd mentioned that to my cleaner like a few Mm. weeks before. And then um, like as in, oh, because the cleaner said, what do you want to do when you're older? And she was like, I'll work on a cruise ship. And then randomly, my friend called me and said um, her brother is working as a pianist on a um, 
well, she, he home since the lockdown, he um, homeschools a, a billionaire's daughter on a on a huge super yacht. Wow! Um, and they wanted to put together a musical theatre production of Annie, and mm-hmm. somebody had dropped out. So there were some kids from the UK going. Um, my daughter has no background in um, musical theatre, absolutely no right to be like asked to go and do that. But my friend called me and said, oh, they need someone. It's in like 10 days time or something ridiculous. Can you go in Italy? And um, and uh, so it was going to Italy. It was going to spend 10 days in Italy, wow. putting on this production. We can't. And you know, the worst thing about it was you're not allowed to say anything on social media or out there. Like we can't, like I can't say now who it was, but um, yes, to be fair, yeah. in the UK, no one would even know who these people are because but it's, it's the mm. equivalent of like a posh and Bex to us kind of a thing. Yes. Going yes, onto their yeah. boat and actually doing a musical theatre production of a show with mm. it. And it was like six kids, three adults. I got to go because I was been with her. So I've Chef got Owen. like a, mm-hmm. I've got like a um, passport, which is like a seaman's, it's called like a seaman's like, this sounds disgusting, actually, because it's called a Siemens discharge passport. The <laughs> stamped, but that's what it's called. Like, it's, they don't mean it in any dirty kind of way. But um, that's literally st- the stamp to say that I've been a drama teacher on, like, a, you know, a, a super yacht, because obviously I was part of the thing. And oh it was just gosh. the most amazing experience. Oh, People go, oh wow. you're lucky for that. I don't think it's luck. I think it's just because... I think a lot of people, if they'd have got that call, would have, because my daughter's passport was not, um, I hadn't got it renewed because I thought, what's the point? COVID, I'm going to wait until the world opens up. So it wasn't, so I had to try and get a passport. They wouldn't give me a passport time. I was calling the passport officer. They were like, well, you know, it's not urgent. So you're just going to have to keep looking to see if there's any. 10 new appointments came in Newport, grabbed one, few seconds, literally a few minutes later, all of those appointments had gone. Then we had to travel over to Newport. We're in Leicester, so travel over to Newport in Wales to, to oh get her gosh. passport and all. But I just made it happen. Whereas yes. other people would be like, yeah. oh, the passport's not in renewal. And, it, and everyone was saying to me, because they're Russian, everyone was saying, it sounds really dodgy. So, and I was like, look, <laughs> I trust my friend. I trust, because I remember a, a year a year or so ago, my friend was telling me about her brother and her opportunity. And it was me, my friend, and then her other friend. And um, I was saying, like, that's amazing that he gets to do that. He gets to live on this boat. He's homeschooling her. Made this great money that he's got. And it's a brilliant opportunity. And this other person was like, oh, God, the look always happens for the people. You know, it was quite negative about it. But I was like, that's that's awesome that he's getting to do that. Especially because he wouldn't be able to go and be Mm. like, you know, do all the things that he'd normally do due to lockdown. So... Um, and he'd not long divorced his wife and things, so he was free to go and do it. So, um, and because, and I believe because I was positive about that when she told me, when the opportunity came that they were like, oh, they need a girl in between the ages of, you know, around, well, my daughter's 14, but it was like, they needed a girl to play an orphan that was around 12-ish. She thought of me, called me. She didn't call anyone else and was like, well, Anna will make this happen if it's possible. So, no, but yeah. that, that's brilliant. And then that, <laughs> the stars that, aligned is... as well because yes. my business partner was actually going to be on holiday for a week in the exact time of those 10 days. I mean, what's that all about? I hadn't booked anything yet. Cause I was Anna, thinking, oh, Anna this, is just, this is just the law so, of attraction at work. I mean, exactly. it's, it's, it's putting those things out and this is... What is so important, it's when people actually, you know, you're wanting to work on a cruise line, you're wanting these opportunities, it's it's putting these, like we were just saying, it's about being in the now, but it's about having these desires, these things that you, you'd like to do, it's about vocalising them, it's about speaking about them, it's about putting that energy out, and it's that pebble that drops into the water that mm. ripples then out, 
And you don't know how that is then going to come back it's not at up you. To us. It's not up to us to work out not. how it's actually going to physically happen. However, she had no right to be there because she doesn't have any musical th- I was a little bit worried. Oh, my God, when we get there, like, <laughs> all the other kids are going to be these, like, mini, like, I don't know, Bonnie Langfords. And, like, she's just going to be like, but she wasn't out of her depth. She just went, she's like me. She just went for it. So it no, just is- goes to show. But you're right. Put it out there and things will kind of work but out. But it is somehow. important to recognise the opportunities when they arrive. Yeah. Because that is what you did. You saw it, you seized it, you went for it. And like you said, other people would turn around and go, oh, well, I can't do it because of this and I can't do it because of that. Yeah. It's what, not. They it's try and work out what, how they can't do it rather than how they can they do can it. can do it. That's the thing. Yeah, absolutely. they think, well, why, why shouldn't I do this? Well, I mean, I just it. say hats and, off to you, though. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And, and my and background that, as well. I actually did um, performing arts at college. So I love musical theatre as well. Yes. So it's like, it's not just going and doing something I'm not interested in. Because it was a production of Annie. I actually knew all the work, all the lines to all of it. Oh, and wow. that's the thing. We turned up and, and so if anything could happen to the, the woman that was the drama teacher that was playing Miss Hannigan, I was ready. You were ready. In. You were there with so your lines. Going, I don't need the lines. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hard knock life. I can help you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I that's just in. such a... That's just such a brilliant story to end on. Thank you so much for sharing more about that because I had been curious myself in terms of what what was more to that story. And and it is. I mean, it's that it's seizing the moment. It's knowing what you want to do. It's what well, it's being in the moment, seizing the moment, knowing what you want to achieve, but not hanging the outcome onto it, and dealing with things as they arrive at the time. And if you can make something happen. Go for it. And it is. Yeah. I think carpe diem is the... <laughs> yeah, and don't, the think, don't keep looking at other people and think, oh, they're so lucky because of this and that. It's not that they're so lucky. It's like like Sarah said, they, they are open to things yeah. happening in different ways. So it's not about being lucky. What is important to do is to have those conversations about things that you are interested in and that you do want to do. I mean, I, I, you know, I've made this podcast happen. You've, done, you've made your podcast happen with Anita. And it's, it's pushing forward, it's trusting and it's believing in yourself that these things can happen and will happen and being shown that appreciation, showing that gratitude that you've already referred to. I mean, even I think back now, you know, we're talking about gratitude and appreciation, how when we were at school, when we grew up, I mean, I'm not a religious person, I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. And we used to have to go, thank you for the food we're about to receive. And actually, there's a lot in that. Yeah. There's a lot in that. You don't need to be religious, but just I'm being grateful. I'm always saying to the kids, you're just, you don't know how, like, lucky or how grateful you should be just, just to, like, just the fact that you was born in the UK. So, Anna, just to finish off on then, so this is Anna. She's one half of the Get Savvy Club, but she's a whole lot of women in her own right. And yeah. um, how do people get hold of you if they would like to know more about social media marketing well uh unsurprisingly you can find us on social media <laughs> so <laughs> you know what's so frustrating there's, there's actually an anna geary now who um she plays for cork she is a um gaelic football player she played for cork oh. and she was a relatively not that well known kind of thing if you googled anna geary you'd like you'd see some pictures of her some of me anyway she went on dancing on ice um which obviously elevated her so she was even more well known and now she's got a job on um talk sport right so now if you put in Anna Geary like she's the main Anna Geary and I'm the secondary one so you might have to do some digging I'm not the one that like used to play Gaelic football um I'm I think there's I think there's a trick here actually I think I I I am visualizing now it is coming into me that we have a double Anna Geary show (laughs) on tv (laughs) over to you Anna Geary over back to you Anna Geary Yeah, she both footballers, thought, both presenters. Yeah, she must have thought, who's this Anna Geary? You know, like before, but obviously going on dancing on ice and then getting that, you know, she's flying a... Oh, we're going to have to get you on Strictly instead then, Anna. Yeah, so if you go, if 
you go on LinkedIn and put Anagiri, um, get Savvy Club, or, or follow us on Instagram. So Instagram is Anagiri underscore. You can always um, look up Marketing Made Easy from the Get Savvy Club, and that's our podcast to find out. Awesome. Fabulous. Thank you very much, Anna. And now we're going to say goodbye and have a great day. And thank you for listening to Sarah J. Naylor with her guest, the fabulous Anna Geary. And this is Harnessing Happiness. I hope you've had happiness come into your day from this podcast. And uh, please do subscribe, follow or whatever it is you do on your platform. Um, because there's going to be plenty more episodes coming this way to yes, send her a review. Give her a review. Yes. Oh, please <laughs> do. Yes, a review would be fabulous. <laughs> a review, a share goes a long way. Thank you very much for having me on. You're very welcome. Thank you, Anna. Thanks for listening to the Harnessing Happiness podcast with Sarah J. Naylor. If you took value from the content, please follow the show on your podcast app. And to find out more about Sarah's ape mindset, visit sarahjnaylor.com. That's sarahjnaylor.com.